This is Podflix, episode number 206. I'm Paul. I told you not to talk to me, Paul. It's <laughs> pretty good. You really pull off this guy. I'm Willie. You get really good. Not the. Oh, I should have gotten Willie the janitor. Fuck. <laughs> anyway. Um. <laughs> Scottish, not Irish. It's crap. Yeah, you did. You did a good job with your accent, Nish. We, we, he I was know. kvetching about it before you came on, Paul. Uh, well, it's better than mine, which I will not be attempting. I would. I would love it. Yeah, I bet you would, but you're not going to hear it. Anyway, it's it's Oscar season, gentlemen. The most wonderful time of the year. Is it right? Isn't it past? I don't Oscar know. Season? How do you guys? Probably, probably by now. I don't know. What do you mean by it's, now? I mean, Oscar season is a state of we're mind. We're recording this and the Oscars are done. I don't know when this is going out, but it was. How Oscar do you guys? Season. How do you guys feel about the Oscars? I don't care about them at all. I feel like there's too many movies and they go on too long. But I was happy to see um, everything everywhere all at once. One, you you nailed that that prediction, Paul. You're like, yeah, I you feel did, like Paul. this is going to win a bunch of Oscars. Like nailed that one. Yeah, it's an Oscar Beatty kind of movie, isn't it? I didn't really think of it that way, but I mean, fuck, you know, the results speak for themselves. Well, I mean, I think, listen, I don't love the Oscars and I think they might actually be harmful to movies because <laughs> I think it encourages movies to either get made or get altered to win awards. Right. Um, and, you know, I feel like I feel like everything everywhere all at once is kind of like that movie, like. It's like, uh, not only like, is this a good, uh, like, you know, what people would consider a high quality movie, but it's like, it's the kind of movie that's like set to win awards. Um, and I feel like, you know, they absolutely knew that when they were making it. Uh, see, I see. Okay. I, th that's where I disagree. I, I agree that in retrospect, it feels like the kind of movie that it's like, oh yeah, like I totally see why this won a ton of awards, but I think it's crazy to call it Oscar bait as in like they were making it and they're like, this movie's going to be a big Oscar movie. I mean, it's a fucking like complete Asian cast and it's kind of a bonkers movie. Like this is not a movie that has any, like this kind of movie has no track record of winning at the Oscars. I mean, it did. And, and I understand where you were coming from after we saw it being like, I think this will do really well at the Oscars. Um, but mm -hmm. like, I do feel like it's like it, it was a big surprise that it was a hit in the first place. Like, like it, that that's kind of been noted, you know, many different ways. So I think, I, I think, so here, so uh, I'm going to make a fairly derogatory statement, not about the movie, but about the, but, but about, about the Academy, Oscars, which fine. is, <laughs> yeah, Who cares about which that? is if you can make a movie that coming out of it makes the audience feel like, like they were, they're either really smart or, or like really wrap their head around something in a really deep way. Like that's a hard line to walk, and if, but the Academy fucking loves that shit. Yeah. Like something that has the appearance of depth, without actually having you know that much in the end. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know if I agree that the movie had no depth, but I definitely agree with your statement vis-a-vis -vis the Academy. I think so. Here's so uh, 
I'm full of controversial statements tonight. So you, <laughs> you, you got me making another one, which is like, I think that this movie actually in the long term will have a lot um, in common with Fight Club insofar as like people in their 20s will see this movie, think their mind is blown, go watch it 10 years later and be like, oh yeah, there wasn't as much there as I thought there was. Um, huh. You might be right about that with some... Fight Club win awards? No, I don't remember. No, no, no. Fight Fight Club was actually like kind of poorly received, like in a weird way when it came out. Um, like it it oh. didn't it didn't do very well. It and it was kind of like critically fairly drubbed when it when it came out. Really? Yeah, very like weirdly so. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> in my dorm room, it was very highly cr- critically acclaimed, and yeah. man, did I feel smart watching it. Which I definitely mean, like. Paul, so, you, so, you're right about that. So question for you, Paul, like, do you think, cause here's the thing I think about fight club. I think fight club is a pretty good movie. I think it, that it blows maybe not now, but when it came out blow blew like 20 something and like, you know, year olds minds for all the wrong reasons. Right. Like, I think like that movie is like a takedown of a certain kind of thing that a bunch of 20 somethings looked at and like saw it unironically. And we're like, that's awesome. And it's like, no, 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 it's not saying this is good. Like, the movie is very much not saying this is good. But you seem to be thinking that's what it's saying. Did, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, like, so, like, I feel like that movie's actually, like, I, I still like that movie, and I think that movie's pretty good. But I think, like, what's good about that movie is not what people, like, who, like, loved that movie when they were in their 20s liked about that movie. I feel like what people liked about that movie was kind of, like, not the stuff to actually, like, wasn't the point of the movie. And was like in some ways like actively against the point of the movie. I think that's partially true, but I also think there was a large contingent who felt that that movie was a really deep and biting cynical view at, at capitalism, in right. a way that, in the end, it was turned out to be like it like the easiest and laziest take on capitalism you could kind of have. Right. Okay. And yeah. I think those are the people who revisit the movie later and are like. Oh, uh, yeah, there wasn't as much there as I thought there was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what I like about the movie for the most part is just like, I feel like the writing is fairly snappy, like the dialogue. And I really like the editing. Like the editing is really cool in, in like huge swaths of that movie. And it's, you know, and, yeah, it's, and, I... and, 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 and it's got decent performances, I would say, is even like, especially among like the like not main characters, like little like your turns by like Jared, Jared Leto or like Meatloaf or like people like that who just like come in and out of the the plot or the, the guy who plays his boss. Yeah, and and I don't think I don't think Fight Club is a bad movie. I think people just largely made more of it than sure. there was and, yeah. and and you think that'll be the thing I think, with this. Yeah, I think I mean I think that was my take at the time, which is like this is not a bad movie, but like it's not blowing me away. And like, you know, maybe I I could totally be off the mark here, but I think history is going to bear me out that like this is probably going to be like you know, it's not going to age super great. I don't think like people will still like the performances. They'll still be really good. The action scenes will still be really awesome. But like the, the depth that people are seeing in the movie, I feel like eh, isn't actually there. Do you think, um, I got to fucking look at who was nominated. I was going to say, do you think this movie should have won best, best picture given the movies that were nominated? Well, I haven't seen them all, so it's hard for me to know. Yeah, I guess that's fair. We've seen some. We've seen, we've seen the Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I was going to say, including one of the movies nominated for Best Picture, that it be the Banshees of Ed Sheeran. So let's. So should we talk about the the movie that we saw? Um, 
or should we just the most, or, yeah. or, or should we talk more about Fight Club and everything everywhere all at once? <laughs> no, you never know. We this could have pivoted into a Top Gun Maverick talk too. The other, <laughs> yeah, the other one we had seen, the other nominated movie that we saw. Um, it's, everything everywhere all at once is definitely better than Top Gun Maverick. Hey, Willie, anyway, Willie Will, Will saw the Avatar movie. He's got one on us. <laughs> That's the kind of movie snob I am, guys. <laughs> Just going out seeing all the Oscar movies. Yeah. Including the one we're we're gonna talk about now, the the Dancies of Ed Sheeran, which I can't really say anymore because we've been saying Ed Sheeran all night. <laughs> so thank you for that. Dish, you want to recap this movie real quick and then we can kind of dive into it? Yeah, sure. I'll 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 do more than the premise because I feel like the the premise, there's not really that much to it at all. It's really kind of more what happens based on that. So um so the movie takes place in um in 1923 Ireland, uh, on this island called Insharon that is off the mainland. It takes place during the uh waning, I think, days of the Irish Civil War. And um it's there's this, you know, it's a small village, um, and the two main characters are Colum and and it it looks like Patrick, right? But it's like Pareg, like the way they say it the whole time through. It's you like can, there's barely a D in there. It's like the whole time oh, I was trying to figure I out like, you can like, say this. <laughs> like, you can just say Patrick. I yeah, think it's fine. Sure. Um, Man, played played I, by. I really thought his name was Podrick. <laughs> played by uh, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell, respectively. Um, and the two of them are drinking buddies. They've been best friends. And at the start of the movie, basically. Um, Brendan Gleeson's character just tells Colin Farrell's character more more or less like he just tells him like I don't want to be friends with you anymore um because you are dull um and the movie kind of goes from there um and um kind of a lot of the movie is just like Colin Farrell's character Patrick just trying to figure out like why why don't you like me like what did I do like why is it so bad that I'm dull like I'm not dull um and um he bothers Colm to the to the point where Colm basically tells him, like, look, if you keep talking to me, if you keep bothering me, like every time you talk to me, I'm gonna cut off one of my own fingers with with a pair with like I'm I'm gonna cut off one of my own fingers until I have no fingers left or until you shut up. Um and and and, and that's a bit of an what issue. A weird threat, dude. It, it is a weird threat. Um it made even weirder because uh Colm's profession is that he is a musician. Uh, he plays the fiddle. Um, and so he's cutting off his fingers. He will not be able to play the fiddle if he cuts off all of his fingers. Um, so Despite his face. Yes. Literally. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. And so the, the, the movie is basically about that relationship and how it deteriorates further over the course of the movie. So I'm curious what you guys thought going into this movie, because I, started this movie ready to hate it because I thought this was going to be, you know, like, like we've been talking about, I thought this was going to be an Oscar bait movie. I was expecting like a lot of like slow pans over the Irish countryside, a very pensive Colin Farrell, not a sparse dialogue. Um, and just a very like slow introspective movie. And that's not what we got. Um, um, and so I was, you know, I'll say like my expectations were pretty low, but I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. It, um, it took me a little bit to like, 
even though I was the one who was like, let's watch this movie. Like, it took me a while to be like, okay, like, I can watch this movie. I think I was expecting something closer to what it ended up being only because um, I knew the movie was by the same guy, Martin McDonough, who had done, like, In Bruges. Um, and so I, I expected it maybe to be... I don't think I expected it to necessarily be violent if it was in a village, but I did expect there to be, like, kind of more sass isn't the quite word but quite the word but you get what i mean like there would be a little more fizz to this movie than like yeah than your typical like oh we're like out in the countryside and it's just beautiful shots the whole time um but Mm -hmm. i don't think i was quite expecting what 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 we got either (laughs) yeah i agree with that that. (laughs) but um yeah um i don't don't know what i was expecting but i but i but i did feel it, it movie was slower than i thought it was gonna be i thought i don't, I don't know why maybe it's because i saw it in bruges i thought the movie was a little slow at points it was beautiful and fine it didn't bother me but it was like intentionally slow maybe that was just like a tension thing or what, what what the point of the other thing i was not clear on this is what i wanted to ask is um do we know what time frame this took place in because what's interesting about the movie is like there's a what makes the movie there's a lot of space here for the actors to do things and it's, there's no fucking TV or phones or whatever, so it had to have taken place a minute ago, or they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Now, yeah, you, it takes place in 1923, and they actually it, it takes about about half an hour into the movie. Um, Colin Farrell's car- character looks at a calendar, and it actually like reveals the date and all that. Um, yeah. Which I, I had the same because I prior to that I I had the same question. I was like, I can't quite peg what time period this movie is supposed to be. Right, and they and they um, mentioned so this it was helpful War. that when that showed up, they mentioned the Irish Civil War before that. So, like, if you knew when that was, you would know the approximate time frame. But if you don't, then yeah, they show it in the calendar. Although I felt like they mentioned that so obliquely at the beginning, like you did, I didn't even know what war they were talking about. To be honest with you. It wasn't Same. until later when they talked about like they talk know, in more detail, like Irish fighting Irish. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. And they then it the became Republican clear, Army. but at the beginning yeah. it was just like people are fighting over there, and it's like, okay, where's over there, and what are they talking about? Right. Like, you know, right, right. So, so this movie is, you know, there's quite a, there's, you know, there's kind of an acting tour de force in this movie, and I'm curious so to talk about, um, you know, a, a bunch of the actors. Why don't we start with Colin Farrell because you know, he, he carries the movie and, you know, the movie is really centered on his journey as a character. Um, and you know, that's the part that really I liked in the end. And I'm, I'm curious what you guys, what you guys thought of his performance as someone who was like, you know, good natured, a little bit dim, a little, you know, um, uh, but you know, but a good natured guy and just, you know what he becomes as the events of the movie unfold yeah it was um i really liked him a lot um i've you see him a lot of times it's funny he's actually i looked him up i was like what what was his big break i was trying to remember like what was his 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 big big break because it feels like he's he's pretty famous um but was it? All, definitely like, bullseye and daredevil <laughs> like the two things i think of are bullseye and daredevil and uh the guy in minor uh, the cop in minority report which is maybe the first yeah, he's in. Yeah. That was his big break. Um, and all the other stuff is like a little more recently than, you know, the penguin and blah, blah, blah. When you, when you look at his Wikipedia page, but um, he normally plays a pretty charismatic guy and he played like a sniveling little wimp bag, like 
brilliantly here. He found a way to physically, and it's interesting because there's that moment where he where he um, where he shifts, right? And there's something he does with his physicality where he goes back to being kind of this like like little bit of a menacing, you know, cocky guy, and he he slid back and forth between that really really well for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I would say this is the most I've ever liked him in a movie. Uh, as as an actor, I mean, um, I, th- I thought you did a really great job. And and like you said, Willie, like it was kind of um, I'll, I'll be honest and say, like, I haven't seen that much of Colin Farrell in recent movies like Penguin aside, which, you know, was very different. Um, but he was um, it was really cool to see him in, in what felt like a very different role for him. And that part you were talking about, I totally agree. Like there's something subtle he does with like his body language. And yet it's still very believable as the same guy who has just kind of snapped, you know, basically like been through too much and like just kind of takes a turn a little bit. Right. That's subtle. It's hard to do that, you know, and um, it's, it was a physicality thing and, and, and noticeable. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought he did a great job. Um, and yeah, he was, he was really entertaining to watch. And um, for me, like he was the reason the movie kind of didn't actually feel slow to me at points um, mm. where I kind of thought it would. Um was like, you know, I was just, you know, along with him for the ride, as it were. And between that and, like, being just utterly fucking baffled about what was going to happen next, um, like, you know, it, 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 it kept, it, you know, it captivated me. Um, so let's talk about Brendan Gleeson a little bit. <laughs> Talking about not knowing what's going to happen next. Because <laughs> his character in this movie is kind of bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um and I've been trying, like, like I've been trying as I since thinking the movie. I've been trying to think about his character and like what his character was thinking. And like the thing I just kept coming, keep coming back to is like he's just like the most emo guy ever. Like we don't like, really describe people that way anymore, but like that's kind of what he is. Like he just wants to do something that he feels is important, and. Like, I, you know, we talk about, like, him, like, cutting off his fingers and stuff like that. Like, why would he do that? And part of me just thinks, like, he thinks that will make him more memorable and and more significant if he does that. And, like, he'll he'll be that much more accomplished. Um, and, like, maybe there's more to it than that. And I and I, and I had trouble finding it. But I'm, I'm curious what you guys thought. Because, like, it was, while his character drives a lot of what happens in the movie, like, as a motivation for an individual character, like I, I struggled a bit with with him. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Like like you just had to kind of like take it on faith a little bit that it's like, well, I guess he's gonna do this. Like because it didn't really, you know, it's like like even like in terms of suffering artists, um, you know, it's like Van Gogh cut off his ear, but he didn't need his ear to paint. You know, it's like 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 you know, it's like you're cutting off like he's cutting off the fingers of his dominant hand, the hand that he needs to like hold the strings on his fiddle. Like, like, I don't, I don't know like what purpose it serves. Right. Other than like you said, just this very emo thing of being like, I'm going to show you how much, how, like how much this affects me. Like you're going to really see how much this affects me. You know, it's like, I don't know. It it feels a little like that. Like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to make light in any way of this, but it it feels like a certain type of self-harm, which is like self-harm for the purpose of like showing someone like like how you feel on the inside where it's like I'm doing right. this to show you like what I'm feeling like on the inside. It's like a performative thing a little bit. 
I found his character super fucking interesting and super compelling. Um, like I was hooked on, I was hooked on the concept and hooked on the idea. It, like, dude, if you were to miss your, your review was great. Right. But we could really summarize this movie very quickly. It's like best friend decides that doesn't want to talk to his other friend anymore because he feels like he hasn't fulfilled his life purpose. And like has decided that he's going to drop everything. That's a distraction from that purpose. Friend won't leave him alone, so he starts chopping off his fingers to say, fuck off, leave me alone. Right. Friend's donkey dies from choking on the fingers. It's the end of the fucking movie, right? That's the whole, that's so, it, that's, that's and, all the things that happen in the movie. Right, right. And then, and then, and then basically it, it turns that, turns that other friend into a complete asshole and he burns his house down. That's it. Like, you just got to add that part. And, and there it is. So <laughs> I find it really interesting. I think a lot of people, as they get a little more, it happens in many, many ways, whether it be midlife crisis, maybe it's um, getting older in age where people start kind of questioning their mortality and wondering like, huh, have I really become the person I'm supposed to be? And what am I willing to sacrifice to do that? So that's really like a big rip on, um, the book was definitely not written in 923, but like maybe... This is not based off of anything. This is just a made-up story, right? I fucking remember. I don't know. Yeah, I, I actually looked at this and now just because cannot it, remember. <laughs> the concept of this book is ripped pretty directly off of, like, Napoleon Hill's writings. So, like, the Think and Grow Rich book, and he's got another one, Interview with the Devil or something. But he basically talks about, like, having a, having a, like, a focus every single day on what your purpose is and not not compromising on that no matter what and sometimes that means cutting people out of your life or blah, blah. so this is feels to me like the writer of the movie or director or whatever like read same that guy. read kind of what's that i i said same guy the 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 director was the writer yeah, yeah okay yeah and kind of implemented kind of implemented some of that but at a very very extreme level so i found it like i found it fascinating to watch that process i could not for the life of me figure out what what the point how chopping off your finger you even said the word you know his purpose like how the fuck he's a, like if he felt like his purpose was to play the the violin and write this great thing and he had to cut all distractions out why would he cut his fucking fingers off that's where i got a little like what the fuck is happening here right which which colin barrow right. more or less says to him at one point like that, that's your purpose because, like because that seemed like the great one yeah that was the thing that flummoxed me because like if his purpose was to write music and that's why i need to stop speaking to his friend at some point in the middle of the movie his purpose became to stop speaking to his friend like it pivoted in the middle yeah i mean it seemed though i mean he does write the song so which he which he thinks is like a great song but like yeah i i agree it does kind of seem that way it is by the way this was nominated for original screenplay so it's so it's not adapted from anything it was an original screenplay cool. yeah cool so so maybe you're right about about what he said about what he was taking his his kind of thoughts from on this what do you guys think about the decision to never show us their friendship? And like the movie literally opens on like it's over. I totally thought you were going to say the decision to not actually show him cutting off his fingers. Because I was like, I was happy. <laughs> I was very happy about that. <laughs> I said, thank God. Because when I saw where this was going, I was like, oh, fuck, please don't show him cutting off his fingers. I don't want to see that. Um, yeah, it, it is interesting. Because you do, I mean, what it has the effect of, I think, right, is um, a couple of characters say this in the movie, that it's like, why were they friends in the first place, right? Like, there's a little bit of that, because, like, you only see them when they're not being friends. And then there is a little bit of, like, what did they have in common exactly? Like, what what made them friends in the first place was a little odd 
I guess. Like 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 you couldn't really tell. And I'm I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Like like I don't know if I feel like that made like if that was a good or bad decision. I'm I'm undecided on it, I guess. What about you, Willie? I was fine with it. I thought um the reason I was fine with it was was a couple things. Um one, there were kind of glimpses of it, like when he gets his fucking ass kicked by the cops and he picks him up and like kind of takes care of him. There's like a, a little tender, affectionate moment there. But two, it's like Podrick, Patrick, whatever we're fucking calling him, right? Um, he's acting like a high school girl that just got broken up with or a high school boy that gets, just got broken up with. And it's like following around his ex like a puppy being like, ooh, can we talk now? Ooh, can we talk? Like, it's, it's really... So you kind of know, I think, and maybe it's just Colin Farrell pulling it off. But I think you know how important the friendship was, at least to Colin Farrell, pretty well there, right? Yeah. I mean, it is a weird thing if, like, they literally went drinking every day and then one day it's just, like, it's over. And the thing that I wonder about is, like, if we had seen some of that prior relationship, like, would we see, you know, Colin slowly pulling away and, like, Padraig just not not noticing it? Or was it really like as completely out of the blue as Podrick, you know, seems to think it was? Yeah, I don't think it was a pull away thing. My my impression is that like I like to believe he was just like kind of came to this realization one morning, like, well, fuck, man, I'm not who I'm supposed to be, and I'm gonna make this decision, even if it's gonna even even though it might suck for me too, because I really like this person. He doesn't dislike him. He's he just doesn't see the value in in having him there, and without value, there's no purpose. It felt like the equivalent of like um, one of those things where like, I mean, I guess usually this may this will happen with like New Year's or something where like someone's like, you know, I just need to cut all the toxic shit out of my life. And it's like like and just like goes and does it in like a day kind of thing like it that that's what it felt like. But and and I think it felt like that was supposed to be the intent, not not that he had gradually pulled away and Patrick hadn't noticed, because like I think the other characters kind of support that like they all they all seem just as bewildered that 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 like he's yeah. not talking to him all of a sudden they're like what do you mean like where is he mm -hmm. like did, are, are you fighting right. with them or something yeah right okay so processing yeah well yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of like what to talk about in this movie and like the thing the thing that the thing that i really want to talk about is like essentially like the, you know the last part of the movie where um you know where, where podrick just like I mean, this movie is really about someone who's like losing their soul throughout the whole movie, right? Um, and you know, his his sister up and leaves. Um, and, like he, so his friend finishes the song and he goes to talk to him and thinks things are going to be fine and they're even worse than they were before. That same day, his sister leaves, and then that night, his donkey, who like is like you know, he's like some kind of farmer, some and like. His donkey was like his pet, basically. Um, and the donkey dies. And he just fucking, like, crumbles inside. Yeah, and the last straw. Like, yeah, it really is. And, and, and like, to the point where he, he's like, you know, I don't care anymore. Like, I, you know, either I'm going to kill him or he's going to kill me. Kind of, as a, as like, like, you said he's like an asshole at the end. Like, I don't think he's an asshole at the end. Like, I think he's going to try to kill him. Um, and doesn't really care what happens to himself anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like he, um, he, you know, in the first part of the movie, they like point out a couple different times, two things. One, that he is just like kind of a nice guy. He's kind of de defined by just being nice, you know, more or less. Like that's what everybody says about him. It's like, you're nice. 
Um, and he seems nice, you know. <clears throat> he, he seems takes pride in being nice. Yeah, yeah. And he and he seems nice in a very like he's inoffensive. Like is a, is a thing you would use to describe him, I think. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. And then like the other thing besides being nice is like also that um, I don't remember what I was going to say for the other thing, but it, but it, but it's interesting that like that at the end he is like just totally it it feels like what he whatever he did live for which i guess you know in the beginning they kind of mentioned that he's like yeah he doesn't do much right it's like like even like brendan gleason's character says at one point that it's like what like what what were you gonna fucking do with your time like like what else were you gonna do and he's like i don't know but like you know like like they kind of note that he like doesn't do all that much and it feels like he finds some kind of purpose at the end and that purpose is just like like i'm just going to kill this person who used to be my friend who 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 i'm who either has taken everything away from me or like i feel like everything has been taken away from me and like this is what i'm focusing my energy on um which is an interesting change i think i feel like it's like like all the niceness has gone away and instead there is just this boiling hatred and like that's all he has happened in a moment found his purpose in that moment i guess yeah i mean he even says at the end right like he's when they're talking about it is the war over and he says like i think you know some stuff you just can't get past and that's how it should be yeah yeah i i also wondered to some degree if um i mean it's obviously a very conscious decision to set this during that time period it's it's a very irish movie and it's set during the irish civil war between like what would basically become northern ireland and ireland like the irish free state and the irish republican army and i wonder if there's like some you know there's a parallel there basically of these two people who were like you know they they were not literally brothers but like brothers you know they 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 were you know they they were side by side and whatever and then they just for ill-defined reasons end up like completely like hating each other or at least one hates the other it's it's i I don't know if you could really say that brendan gleason hates colin farrell at the end but like they just have this feud which is just going to go on and you know it's clearly not over at the end of the film like it's like it it is just going to keep going one way or the other like you know yeah and and i I got the impression pretty strong that like colin was ready to like you know move on with padre like he he even offered him his hand and 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 kind of and like part of me got the impression that like in that moment he he kind of went like oh shit like i i think i may have taken this actually too far um and not because and and my hope would be not because like i'm afraid for my life but like oh i actually fucking like fucked this guy up really badly um and that's you know i don't think that's what he was trying to do the whole time right like he just wanted to be left alone for whatever reason um and now he's like stuck in this you know he's you know he's got to live with like what happened now yeah and, and 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 i think part of the reason that i like drew on the idea that it's like i feel like this movie is like trying to be not not solely like it's not the point of the movie but i do think it's trying to be a bit of like an allegory of some sort or something for like that period of irish history only because i think otherwise like how are you supposed to take brendan gleason's character seriously a little right like because because like there is a little bit besides the finger stuff we already talked about there's also the thing that it's like totally understand his viewpoint of like i want to make something of my life and i feel like this among other things is holding me back from doing that totally get that there are other ways to go about it than go than just like 
cold turkey cutting your friend off and then being like you're just too dull and boring for me and so i like there, there are other ways to do this like even before the finger stuff comes about then the way he chooses to do it he chooses to do it in like the most hurtful way like even if he says like i'm not i'm really not trying to hurt you it's like well like there's there's other ways you could have done this then that wouldn't be as hurtful you could have you could have sat him down and talked to him like nicely about it and been like look like i need to do this and like I just feel like it would be better if like I was just on my own for a while and did it. Like you don't even have to say that your friend's dull. Just like, I just want to be alone for a little bit. Like I want to make this music on my own and I kind of need to be by myself to do that. So like, I'm just, just leave me alone for a while. Like I, like, like I'm, I just want to be left alone for a while and do my own thing. But that's not what the movie is, right? Like, it's like, you know, that wouldn't be much of a movie. And it's like, I, I don't think that's the point to some degree. Like the fact that it is so easy to say, that it's like, well, this character just should have behaved differently makes me feel that it's like, right, they made him be this way first. Like, they were making a kind of broader point, I think, about, like, yeah. how, how this relation, like, how a relationship between two people or two groups of people or whatever it is can deteriorate over what seems like nothing at first to the point where it's like, these are, like, bitter enemies to, like, the day they die by the end of the movie. Right. I, I think, you're, yeah, I think you're exactly right. And, and it's, yeah, you're, it's a case of, like, you can take things a little bit too far um, or, you know, a lot too far as the case may be. But like, next thing you know, like, yeah, you're just, you're in a situation you can't back out of anymore. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, I think that's, I think, I think that's very true. Um, let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about his, uh, about Podrick's sister a little bit. Um, Siobhan. Sh- yeah. Siobhan played by Carrie Condon, who I th- what I think is interesting about her character is she is someone who does something that she knows is going to be terrible for Podrick, but does it to save herself. Yeah. Um, and like, and she's, you know, they make it very clear. Like she is smart enough to fully understand what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, like the, like, and that is like revealed in the way she does it. Like she tells him like an hour before she leaves that she's mm-hmm. leaving forever. Um, and yeah, I, I just think it's, I think it's interesting because I like, again, this is another character who's like, like Brendan Gleeson's character, like someone who is primarily defined like the effect that they have on Podrick. And then, I, and then I think, and I start thinking about their internal motivations and like for her, my, the best thing I can come up with is like, there's just no way to explain it to him that he would ever have accepted. So what else can you do? But pull the bandaid off quick as it were. I don't know. What you, I don't know. What did you guys, I th- by the way, I also thought she did a really great job in, in the role. I loved her. I thought, um, I, th- I thought she was great. Yeah. Same. Um, my interpretation, like which kept being proven out was that this guy was just a fucking weight to everybody around him. He was a nice guy, but nice guys are um, sometimes not nice because they're just fucking lying. Right. They're, they're, they're saying the thing that you want to hear in that minute. And it's really annoying to be around all the time. That was my take on Podrick pre, you know, pre fire Podrick. He just wasn't honest. He, he kept calling himself nice, but he was just saying the things that people wanted to hear. And, uh, you know, that my impression of everybody piecing on him was like, man, this guy's just really fucking hard to be around. Yeah, I definitely think there's some of that. Um, And then I I also just think like they do, they have little scenes throughout the first half of the movie, maybe even like even in the second half before she like makes her decision and like mails the letter and everything 
where it's like she is trying to feel him out a little bit right like she asks like do, do you ever get lonely like and she like she has like little things where she's like she's trying to get a sense a little bit of like i feel a certain way like regard and this is like when the feud is not a huge feud yet um but she's like i i think she she just has this feeling like i and, and i think maybe this is like this gets into like subplot territory maybe like a part where it's not about like her like how she makes Patrick feel like it like there's a little bit also of like you know this town is like so provincial and like she is they they, they say a bunch of times again like not so much that they beat you over the head uh with it but they make clear that she is a smart person and and like maybe like too smart for the rest of the people in the town in certain ways um and I think she knows that a little bit and kind of feels you know like she doesn't belong there and like in in a, in a very different way maybe that that she goes about it than brendan gleason like that she's wasting her life out here and and just feels at some point like like you said that she just has to save herself and just get out um and and that's almost you know irrespective of like the feud but but i think like a a, a subcurrent that they make clear um especially when they go to that general store or whatever the hell it is all the time is that it's like it's a everybody knows your business and like people aren't particularly nice about it. Like everyone's kind of gossipy and like, mm-hmm. kind of like there's this undercurrent of meanness a little bit like running under with all the people. And she just needs to get the fuck out of there. Um, yeah. And I really feel, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like, what do you think you're better than me? Yeah. Like going yeah, on. Yeah, totally, totally. And, and, and like, and that coming up, like even when it's like not really warranted, right? Like, like, like even yep. when, when you're just like giving a normal answer, um yeah all i can think of is if you said that now all i can think of is moko and like oh mr la da frenchman with his garage (laughs) Uh, simpsons quotes come out um but but yeah i mean it is i i totally agree though with you know with what you said that it's like she knows full well like that like the effect that it'll have on her brother and she feels horrible about it, but at the same time, not so horrible that she's not going to do it. And I wonder if also a little like, well, I don't, she doesn't seem like the kind of person who would let herself be talked out of it. So like, I was going to say like, maybe she didn't want to say it sooner because she didn't want to get talked out of it in any way. But honestly, I don't think that would have happened. I think like once she made up her mind, she was going to do it period. So yeah, I think, I think it is what you said, Willie, where it's just like, there was going to be no good way to explain it to him so she just didn't bother until like the very end but it's sad Mm -hmm. because it's like she really like there is a real sense um and and i appreciated this i like this because this is a it's a it's a comic movie at times but it's also a fairly grim movie um and i appreciated the like tenderness that they have for each other like their their relationship like it's clear that they love each other um and i liked that you know that, that there was real affection that they had for each other and I, I liked seeing that because it was like kind of a welcome respite at times to just have some actual niceness in the movie between two characters. I did think for a minute there when she was leaving on the boat and he's standing on the cliffs waving, I was like, man, is he going to fucking just jump? I, I, I wonder that she's too. leaving. Yeah. yeah. Turned out he was not the one who ended up dead in, in a lake or a body of water. But Yes. Yeah. That's true. Um, so what else, what else do we want to say about this week? By the way, you know, I, I mentioned at the, at the top that I was afraid this was going to be like a very like pastoral, like long takes of, of, of scenery. And it wasn't that, it's just a very beautiful movie. Like it, mm-hmm. it's like kind of quietly very beautiful. Yeah. It has this very 
gray and green color palette kind of the, the whole way through yeah um, i i yeah I, I really like the i don't know if it was shot in an actual village or like whatever set they put up for it like it, it just it, it was very evocative like those walks in those like lanes with like the 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 stone walls on the side and stuff like that um i mean i guess do we want to talk for a minute about barry keoghan's character um because he you know all, all all four this this movie got four oscar nominations for acting um all you know mm. they were uh colin farrell was nominated for best actor brendan gleason and barry keoghan were nominated for supporting actor carrie condon was nominated for supporting actress so that's cool yeah barry keoghan's character is interesting i like it, it it was like a mix for me like and this is not the acting it's the character itself um that it's like you know he vacillates between like sometimes it's like i really appreciated his character in certain scenes and then sometimes it was just like ah fuck this guy um in, in other scenes. i felt that way at the beginning but as they revealed more of his quote-unquote backstory you like it's like oh this all fucking makes sense now right um yeah yeah it's i don't know that, that's that's tough and he, like it's he plays a difficult role well yeah i would say um and I think part of what I think is like the way the the way the role is written doesn't do him as many favors as maybe it could have, because you do have to do a fair amount of that retconning, or at least I did, had to do a fair amount of that retconning in my head of like, oh, this behavior I, you know, previously tagged as annoying or whatever, like is now in a different light, you know, now that we're whatever, however far in the movie it is when we find out. Um, and yeah, I feel like. I feel like maybe with that character, they played their cards a little too close to the vest for a little too long. Yeah, I I I, I agree that because 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 like you said, like it's like you just want to like you're like I, I don't know that it was their intention for you to be as like annoyed with him in like the first couple scenes as as I think you are um, before you like find out more about him. I do that like I thought I I thought he did a really good job with his last scene, the the scene with him and Siobhan where he kind of asks her out um yeah he's like that's that that's just a oh, good scene yeah. for both of them i think it's, it's really well yeah. done and and just kind of like just very quietly kind of heartbreaking um especially i mean you don't know what's like like i i i didn't think he was gonna kill himself at the after that but especially given that that's what happens it's like oh man fuck yeah the way he at the end he's just like i'm just gonna walk over here and do whatever i was gonna do what or whatever gonna do? yeah 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 it's like oh jesus yeah they did awkward well. well. Awkward breakups, awkward asks out. They did awkward well. Awkward thumb throwings, all the things. Yep, they really did. Um, I also did appreciate the brief moments of levity in this movie. Like, and, and they were like welcome when they came and like kind of unexpected. Like, when the one that sticks out in my mind is when uh, Siobhan tells Podrick that he's leaving and like they cut to like later in the conversation and he's like, well, like what like who's gonna cook my dinner and she's like that's the first thing you think of and he's like well no that that, that wasn't the first thing i thought like that's like you know he's like he said something like in my defense i asked a whole bunch of other questions before no, i no. asked this oh, no. i i love it. it's even better because what he says is he's like that's the first question you had he's like well no of course it's not the first question i had the first question i had was what about me that was his first question <laughs> and like that's his defense it's like he is dim. Sorry. Yeah. 
no they they're it, like, like you said like they're it it is um it it can be a pretty funny script at times for something that and that is quite you know tragic at times and kind of pitch black throughout throughout you know like even, even when it is a comedy like uh there there are i can't think of like other ones now but like there are quite a few little lines that are like that's pretty funny well, like when 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 she goes to confront Colum after he first cuts his finger off, and he's and she's like, "Jesus," she's like, "I can't believe you did that." And he's like, "Yeah, I actually thought I was gonna pass out there for a second. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a very real kind of funny moment. It's like, "Yeah, I, I almost couldn't do it actually," um, which is like not what you'd expect him to be like, right? You expect him to be like very somber and you know dedicated to his whatever, right? Right. Dedicated to anything except for his fingers, apparently. Right exactly um yeah well, they do make a great sound when you throw them against the door oh a really loud sound i had no fucking idea did you guys know that that was part of the plot no i had no idea yeah, yeah. really loud. I, did you did, did you guys know finger chopping was going to be in this movie i had no fucking idea so the first time i heard thump and i was like the fuck was that a bird running through the window like, i had no idea i was like i thought it was a rock yeah he chopped his fucking thumb off like is this going like the van gogh direction and then when he chopped all of his fingers off i was like jesus christ man also like he yeah he he originally said like i'm gonna chop off one of my fingers and then the second time he's like no i'm gonna do all four and right it's like but he says it dude. yeah like he says it at one point he's like, he's like he's like next time he's like it'll just be all four fingers like the rest of them but he doesn't say it to padre he tells his sister and he's like tell him that yeah you're like, right you're right man you, like you know, you, you only have so much currency on this. You got to spend it a little bit better, right? I really checked that the facts went through back in nine twenty seven. Yeah. Um. Anything else we want to say about this as we start to wrap up? Um. I guess the one thing I'll just mention. So, so the creepy old lady. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I guess she ends up more or less being the banshee, kind of. It, I mean, not not that there needs to be one, but she fulfills what he says banshees do which is portend death like she literally comes by at one point and says like like two people like there'll be one or two deaths which there are there's there's dominic and there's the donkey if you counter which i would it's she's a pretty important death not dominic she's, she's donkey, um, but no, <laughs> no. that's the first thing i thought by the way um nice. she also that donkey weighs like i think it's inflatable like how did he just like He's a strong it's like man. The weight of a, a cat. Yeah, yeah. He picks her up very easily to put her in that grave. I was like, man, that was a really miniature donkey. He just... I, I had in my notes like, how much do donkeys weigh? Was my question. Yeah, turns out they're mostly air. Who knew? Air and carrots. Hey. Any rate, it was also. Uh, I'll, I'll also mention just as like a very random thing because we didn't really mention this character very much or anything. That it was supremely satisfying when uh when brendan cleason punches out the policeman guy with his with his one good hand towards the end of the movie when he comes in and starts like yelling and he's like he just lost his donkey and he's like oh and he starts making fun of the donkey right. and he just knocks him out yeah yeah, yeah fuck that amazing. guy yeah Jeez. totally fuck that guy all right um why don't we throw some grades on this uh nish let's start with you Ooh, interesting i hadn't i have not thought at all about what i would grade this movie um ah. But I will go with a. Uh, I'll, I'll go with a four out of five. Um, tough watch in in quite a few ways. But like, it, it's a weird movie, right? Like, it's like it's surprisingly funny at times. Um, it's it's very interesting. Like 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 you said, Paul. Like especially like 
I guess anyone listening to this does is not going into it blind the way that we kind of were, but if they haven't seen it, but like going into it more or less blind, it was quite a surprise what we got. And um, just, re- just a really interesting plot, you know, like you said, not knowing what was going to happen and really good performances, I think all the way around, um, which really carried it. So, um, so yeah, I, I really really i really liked it and at the same time it was tough to watch at times well uh i found it thoroughly enjoyable i'm gonna go with a four and a half a lot of the things nish said but um like i said movie was intentionally slow i think at times but it felt like it cruised by for me i really enjoyed all the performances i thought the filmmaking was really good I'm gonna watch it a couple more times. I'm I'm hoping that this is one of those like I'm hoping this is the sleeper Oscar movie that like didn't win, but people are like, oh, I've never heard of that. Maybe I should go check it out and becomes like this little like pop culture, you know, underground hit where there's you know t-shirts about fucking chopping your fingers off or something. I could definitely um, see that. Yeah, um, I thought it was great. I don't know what um, I was really racking my brain like what prevents it from being a five i just have questions i can't quite understand the motives of switching from my purpose is this to i'm chopping all my fingers off sure yeah i think it's gonna get past yeah for me this movie's this movie's also a four out of five like i said my expectations were pretty low and, and it far exceeded them but yeah there was there was some like yeah columns motivation in particular like it didn't quite hold together for me. Yeah. Um, and and I think that is probably the, the main thing holding me back. For the record, I as even though I'll give this movie a four, I don't feel the need to watch this movie again. Um, and I actually I watched it all in one sitting, finished it up at like eleven thirty, and I was like, Well, I need to watch something else before I go to bed. <laughs> that can't be the no. last thing I watch before I before I fall asleep. Huh. Yeah. I can see that will just put me in a weird headspace. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like, 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 it's not like watching like fucking like Requiem for a Dream or something where you're just like all hope. Exactly the movie I was going to pull. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. That's always my go to of like the movie where it's like, what a great movie. I never want to see it again kind of thing. Um, But like, like that movie, it's like you just feel like all hope has left the world when you're done. And this one isn't quite like that. But I do agree. It's like, it's a weird headspace at the end. Like you're like, huh? Like, yeah. Because, yeah, because at the end, it really is like this guy has lost his soul. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a hard thing to watch and, and like a tough in a weird headspace to be in at the end. So happy. I was happy to throw in a little law and order after that to cleanse the old palate. Yeah. It was a good one. Um, I'm sp- glad we watched it. Speaking of palate cleansing, do we have any emails to wrap us up here tonight, Nish? Um, yeah, we got we got an email or two that we can uh, that we can go with here um before we do that though i I just had a quick question i don't know why this didn't occur to me before and this will probably just take a minute um i was just curious um we are i believe as we record today this will tell everybody when we're recording um the third episode of the third season of the mandalorian drops i'm curious have have you have you guys watched it at all plan to watch it i'm I'm just curious because we haven't really talked about it let's come back and here it is First two I've watched. I haven't seen the third one yet, and yeah. I'm enjoying the S H I T out of it. Nice. Uh, I haven't started it yet um, because I am opting to watch Star Trek Picard, which started like a week before The Mandalorian did. 
Um, so you're gonna so watch that one in kind of real the... time and then do the Mandalorian all in one sitting later on, kind of thing. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's I I, I expect the Mandalorian to be better than Picard, but like. Man, if you're a Star Trek Next Generation fan, like right, because is the one where the card's kind of fun right now. Right, is the one where like everyone's coming back, right? Everybody's coming back. Yep. So yeah, I mean that is pretty cool. Yeah, I also have not started watching it. I'm I'm I meant to, and it's just kind of a I was I've been under the weather a little bit the last couple of weeks and just like tired at night, and yeah, another reason why it took me so long to watch this movie because at night I was just like I just want to go to sleep. Um, but I do plan maybe like you know, this weekend or something, kind of catching up on The Mandalorian and getting up to date and then watching it week by week after that. We'll see if that happens. I always I always have these plans and then I end up just watching like dumb YouTube videos instead. How many how many episodes is the season supposed to be? I hadn't looked. I assumed it was eight again, since like just like the first two were. But I don't know that for sure. I do think it's Yeah, I will probably end up waiting and watching them and watching them when they're all done. Yeah. Uh, it is eight. It, yeah, it, it is eight episodes again. Um, yeah, I, I do think it's interesting, maybe not surprising completely, but interesting that like, I do feel like this season feels like it has a lot less fanfare. Like I was like, I, I saw the the um, trailers, but I was still a little surprised. I was like, oh, like this is like starting, like coming up very soon. Like, like when, like in sometime in February when I saw when I was watching trailers and it's like, oh, this is like coming right up. Like, look at that. And then, like, I don't know, like, I haven't really heard too many people talking about it, like, quite the way that it was talked about, definitely the first season and even the second season. So I wonder if, like, the Boba Fett stuff cooled it off a little bit, or also if, like, Andor being, like, a very different show and a very critically acclaimed one kind of did something, too. Yeah, it's, I think, I think it's actually both of those things. Like, it's got to shake the stink of Boba Fett off of it a little bit, and, and I think that, Andor coming out like recast this movie, uh, this movie, this show a little bit into a, a slightly more critical light. So, yeah, which I mean, I get, but like, we'll I see where they go with it. I'm curious. Yeah, because I also feel like it's like you know, it's like I, you know, I love the shit out of Andor. I think we all did, um, but I think it is the Mandalorian is a very different show, and I think it's very possible to like this show too. And you know, it's it's doing a very different thing. Like, it's like you're kind of like fun. It still is, even though it's got a lot more plot to it than it did at first. Like, it's still kind of your fun space western kind of thing going on, which is just a very different thing than Andor was. So, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, I would hope it's not a thing where it's like, why can't it be more like Andor? It's like, I don't want the Mandalorian to be like Andor. Like, the Mandalorian's like its own thing. But yeah. So, I'll be, so I'm, I'm glad, Willie, that it sounds like uh, the first couple episodes are really good. That, that, yeah. I'm glad first one in particular is right. right. First one in particular is right on point, and the second one is like building again. I'm like, sure. okay, this is good, cool. All right, so with that, um, we uh, go to the old mailbag. All right, and um, we got a few emails. Um, maybe we can take this one from uh, from John, which I feel like we have answered this question or maybe we have just talked about this question ourselves um to ourselves um but this is um in response to the very recent um i think maybe last week we had put it out the um kind of the five star roundup mini flicks that we did where we talked about some of our our personal favorite movies that we would kind of give five stars um and his question was simply you know he said he said i i loved your five star roundup 
uh, you know, it was very interesting to hear some of the movies that you like so much, and I hadn't seen a couple of them. Um, but I was wondering, you know, which movies through everything that you guys have watched for the show um, stand out as as movies that, you know, are that fit that five star kind of rating, whether or not you rated them five stars at the time, like what really stands out as something that you're really happy you watched and like became a favorite of yours. Jesus, Nash, you need to show me the list. I know. <laughs> I know. It's. I, I mean, there's a ton of movies that we watched, and it's hard to remember. I mean, maybe maybe the point is, like, things that stand out. Like, like the point is that you remember them in the first place. I have one that, that, that I comes to mind immediately, and I can't remember if, like, I think this movie had just come out when we watched it as, as a movie that, like, I don't know if I would have watched or remembered at the time, um, and that would be Primer. Like that's that's a movie yeah. from way back when that we watched for the show and it maybe just come out that was just like a movie that like I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I recommend it to everyone because it's very much as you guys know a movie that it's like you kind of know when you talk to somebody it's like are you going to be someone who will just be like this is not my movie or someone who like oh yeah this is my movie and it's like if it's someone who I thought think might be the former and they for some reason had not seen Primer it's like oh go fucking see this movie. Like, you will love this movie. Yeah, that movie is definitely probably the one of the biggest surprise movies that we've seen. Like, there are other movies that, like, I really like, but figured I would really like them. Right. Um, and, but that was a movie that just, like, really felt like it was a, it was a big surprise. Um, while you were reading that question and you were talking about things that stood out, I mean, this is not, this is not in a good way, but, like, I can't <laughs> fucking, like... Like it, it snowed here a few uh, a few days ago, and I yesterday I was outside. <laughs> Fucking midnight sky! I can't like that movie has ruined like the concept of being outside in the snow for me. Just like makes me angry, and I think about stupid George Clooney and his stupid imaginary buddy hiking across the Arctic. Fuck that Forgot movie forever. It's, it's I'll never forget about that movie yeah. as much as I want to. This this may be recency bias, obviously, but like it is hard to think of a movie that has provoked such a violent, like visceral response in you, Paul, as as Midnight Sky. Like like there was that I care a lot movie that you guys watched that like you both hated, but like it wasn't this degree of just like like hating the concept of like the movie. No, this is yeah. I mean, this is like exactly opposite to the question, but like sure. of all the things we watched that I've hated the most, like that's got to be at the top. I I really despise that movie. Um, it's not a perfect movie, but one of the things that is going to sound dumb, it's kind of the point of the podcast, used to be back in the day anyways. You you did a like one of our first mini flicks in, in V2 of Podflix here. You did um, Palm Springs, and I watched it, and I, loved, I really enjoyed the shit out of that movie. And I never would have seen it or looked for it or even thought about watching it without your recommendation. Great. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, Palm, Palm Springs is great. I'm glad it, I'm glad you watched it and then liked it uh, based on that. Um, there are also some movies like I am going to forget a lot of them, but like in back in the day, like because we, you know, we used to do, um, you know, we had a different format for the show. Um, half of our shows were like this, basically, like 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 we do now. And then half of the shows were we picked a theme and we all watched different movies that kind of fit that theme. Um, and we watched a lot of old movies based on some of those themes and i feel really happy at like like there were some like very real like classic movies that i watched that i probably wouldn't have bothered to watch 
if it wasn't like, oh, well, it's like Akira Kurosawa week. I got to pick a Kurosawa movie. Like those kinds of things. <laughs> like I watched like Ikiru, um, you know, which I, I don't remember a ton of, but I remember liking a lot. And I only remember that because um, Bill Nye was nominated. Um, yeah, I think it was Bill Nye. Um, I, I think it's this movie. Bill Nye was nominated for Best Actor this year for the movie called Living. And um, I was reading about it. I was like, what is this movie? And it meant, and I think I noted that it was like, it was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay or something. And it was like adapted from Ikiru. And I was like, oh, it's that movie. Oh. And they've like just made it like English <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, like, interesting. <laughs> like, it's like, I know this movie. And it was a really good movie. So like, I get it. Um, or like we did a French New Wave month or episode once and like we want i don't can't remember if we watched this one together if it was just me or whatever but i remember watching the 400 blows um which is a classic mm. uh movie and another another one that was like really great and wouldn't have watched otherwise oh, there's a couple coming to mind now i w probably would not have i had not seen it before and probably wouldn't have seen casablanca mm. which is like you know as mm. class as it there's this fucked up movie we watched forever ago. I can't remember what the number was. 13, 30, 300 Zemetti. Is that, that game that at the house where everybody is like stands single file and they hand out guns and some of them have bullets in it and some of them don't. This you, must have been a movie only you yeah, saw. Yeah, I think only you saw this, but this does sound familiar. Like like your description you know. sounds familiar to me. You basically stand in a circle and they hand out they hand out pistols and everybody puts the pistol up to the Person's sorry, they say, hold it in the air. There's one bullet in it. And they say, go. And you start spinning. And they say, okay, stop. And then you point it in the first person in front of you and they say, all right, one, two, three, pull the trigger. Right. And, so it's like, it's, it's like a Russian you know, roulette thing. But like, this obviously is not yeah. the deer hunter if it's a bunch of people in, in a, like, in, in, all, all like in a row or whatever in a big circle. It was a wild, that was a wild fucking movie. Yeah. That's um, a wild movie. To take things in a slightly different direction, I was going through stuff that we watched. A movie that I wouldn't have thought I would have liked, and you know, it's not great, but I actually really enjoy it, is John Wick. A a movie that I thought I would fucking hate. Huh. Because it's not usually my kind of movie. Watched it, really liked it, and I actually am you know, finishing a rewatch of the trilogy of those movies now, having just like in the last two weeks seen the first two. And about to start watching the third one. Is this is like, this a rewatch in advance of going and seeing John Wick four? Um, the fact that John Wick four is coming out put the idea in my head. I don't know if I'm actually going to make it to a movie theater or not. Um, but like, listen, like sometimes you want a really basic concept, really well executed, and that's what John Wick is. Like, you you want to you want a straightforward like revenge fantasy movie? Like, here's your movie. Um. And it's, you know, it's good at what it does. Yeah. That is never would have seen it without true. the show. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also looking at movies we watched. This is not a movie which stuck with me all that much, but I just think it's interesting. Like we had a movie which was like Ireland movies or, or a week, which was where the theme was Ireland movies. And the movie I watched that week was Michael Collins, hmm. which is about the Irish civil war. And it's like, yeah, I do vaguely remember this now. <laughs> I wonder what I watched. Uh, you, you watched uh what did you watch um that i think you were off like you only had to watch the group movie that week that, that this was back when we all did a group movie and then two of us watched mm. a different movie we, we had a lot of different formats for those like theme weeks 
um and you would only watch the group movie which was of course darby o'gill and the little people oh yeah baby that was definitely <laughs> my, my choice yes. what, did, what did what did i watch you watched the commitment what was the other movie that's it. It was it was the so so it was the commit. You watched the commitment. Oh, I watched it's great. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a good week. Good week yeah. of movies. Yeah, commitments is a is a good movie. Yeah, this was uh that was episode thirty going way back. What are we on? What 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 episode is this again? Two oh six. So yeah, two oh six. Yeah, that's a while ago. Yeah, there's some interesting movies I mean, we watched here. But anyway. This the movie we watched for this show is not a movie I would have watched without the show and ended up really liking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, I agree. Um the same like I feel more or less the same as uh with uh our our Oscar movie love last year which Willie did not like but but Paul and I did which was The Power of the Dog um which was a similar thing where it's like I don't know if I would have watched that if we hadn't like picked it for to watch together and talk about. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, this has been, you know, that that is one thing I'll very much say about, uh, among other things, with uh, our uh, show is that it's like it has led me to tons of movies that either like I always wanted to watch but needed an excuse to watch or like movies like Primer, for instance, that like I didn't even necessarily know about. And then we're like, holy shit, this movie's awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been very cool to like just kind of watch these very random movies uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. So thanks for the question, John. And if and if you want to send in a question where we can go on a very long and semi-related tangent about where can you send those emails? Uh, You can send them to talktopodflakes at gmail.com. Please do. And we will allow us the chance to reminisce 